Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Episode six, we are here, my man, back doing what we do. What's good, man? I haven't seen you in a while. We're back, right? We are back. We're filming back-to-back episodes in a night. This is great. It yeah, is man. It's good to be way, back. Best way to do it. Best way to do it. Glad we're doing this consistent. Uh, we are actually, tomorrow, I believe, we will go, all episodes will now be on Apple and Spotify. Yeah. So we're... We're getting to podcast lane along with video. You can always find us on YouTube. You can always find us on Hoop Dirt, All Access. However, Apple, Spotify, you'll be able to find the first four episodes. Five and six will come out uh, either the end of this week or beginning of next. So big time, baby. Big time. Love it. We're, we're moving it. up. We love to see it. All right. Moving up. All right. So we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk some fun on this one. So let's get to the postseason play. We have the bracket in the background. We're going to talk hoops, and at the end, we're going to talk about the hires. So, got a great show uh, lined up again. We have a Division Three National Championship. We got D2 uh, still going on, Elite Eight, I believe. We have a JUCO National Champion at multiple levels. We have <laughs> – what else we have? NAI is still AI. going. Finished up tonight. Oh, that's right. It did finish up tonight. Shout out to – Yes. So, yes, we're going to get to it. Yeah, we talked about it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So, uh, let me find the good stuff. Our production team in the back doing what they do. All right. So, let's get to it. Let's see what we can find. Uh, let's go uh, Let's go NJC, NJCA tournament. Uh, Greg Heyer, Northwest Florida. Got it done. My man, GH, in the building. Let's go. Got it done. So, GH was at Chipola. He killed it. GH was at Southern Miss. GH was at Wichita State, Final Four. Uh, Southern Miss, I believe they went to tournament where you say she. Then went to LSU, won the SEC. Uh, now he's back in Juco. East Tennessee, 
weird thing happened there with Coach A, yeah. and then he goes back to Juco. <coughs> For those that thought he could only recruit, Greg Heyer is a high-level basketball coach, right? You put people in a category who have done what he's done as an assistant, as a head coach the first time winning at a 90% clip. Now this time to be able to apply what he learned from that winning and do it, just couldn't be happier for GH to get it done. Northwest Florida in a great game against Salt Lake in the fact that Salt Lake was number one the entire year. Yeah. They had no moment in time where they weren't number one except for this final game. So shout out to uh, Coach Taylor, uh, Coach CJ, uh, and their whole staff because, I mean, they had a great year too. But I'm going to pass it to you. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Division One. There's a Division Two champion too. We'll go to that next. Yeah. So, yeah, so like you say, you know, congrats to Coach Heyer. Yes. The, the job that he did at Northwest Florida, they finished 31-5. and five. But like you said, national championship game, against Salt Lake, who had been number one all Entire year. year. So you are the underdog in that game, no matter you what. You are the underdog. And then you go into the halftime, right, halftime of the national championship game, you're up 41-15. 41-15 at the half. That's a wrap. That's amazing. Wrap. They came out and they smacked him in the mouth and they won a national championship. Like you said, total package, total yep. package. He can coach. He got it done year one at Northwest Florida. So congrats to him. And then – Division two national championship wrapped nice. up this week as well. How about this one? South Suburban College, John Pagotti, South Suburban finishes the year 33 and 0. 33 wow. and 0. What wow. a run. You know, he's Coach Pagotti's closing in, I think, on 500 wins. You know, wow. Division one assistant at a bunch of places, but let's go 33 and 0. I, I don't care if you're, you know, what level you're playing at. 33 and 0. I don't care if you're doing table tennis tournament. You 33 and 0. Exactly. Man. So it's cool. so hard to win one game, and it's so hard to sustain that level for that long. I mean, yep. UC even Gonzaga, the, the highest of the high level, is it's just hard to yep. do it. And you see guys like these teams that have swept their conferences. That's a rare thing to just do that. Murray State and South Dakota State this year did that. That's a really rare thing. So to do it the whole year, even through the tournament, yeah, incredible. Winning is hard, man. Winning is hard. And to do it 33 times without losing a game – you know, congrats to those guys. And, yeah. and leading 18 to 22-year-olds to be that consistent. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, that's a whole other story. A whole other podcast for that. So, shout-out to the national champion uh, winners. Uh, and we have a – I don't know who won Division Two, but I will take a quick second, and I should know her name. I'm drawing a blank. But the head women's coach at Tyler got their first national I saw championship. That. I saw that. Um, and – there's not a lot of so my so my wife, minority female head coach was in volleyball. Uh, there's not a lot of women that actually are head coaches in a lot of sports, and there's not a lot of minority women. So um, she is a black female, won the national championship, huge thing. Uh, so I wanted to give a quick shout out. Should know her name. I'm gonna pull it up unless you have it already. Trania Tillis Horde. Yes, let's go. The head coach at Tyler Junior College. She actually won of our. She won a women's hoop dirt coach of the week award this year for junior college. You got to win one of those awards to be to, to qualify for our you know national ah. coach of the year award. Here's a little uh, inside tip for you. We haven't announced these winners yet. 
I'd put my money on her winning our National Coach of the Year award after what she did this year with Tyler. So, oh, wow. you know, we for every level, Division One, Two, Three, NAIA Junior College. If I'm a betting man, Brian, I would put my money on her winning our national award. Yes, yes. Let's jump. Let's jump into that real quick. Hoop Dirt Coach of the Year candidates. Oh boy. When does it happen? What can people expect? How does it go down again? I love to talk about it because I think it is a big deal. Like you said, it's been on people's bios. It's something that SIDs pick up sometimes, and they celebrate it on their website. Uh, much respect for the Hoop Dirt brand and what you've created and built. So, talk a little bit about that. Uh, you don't mind. Yeah, so, you know, so we do it. We do it for 16 weeks out of the year. Um, you know, we'll name a Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, NAIA, and Junior College Coach of the Week on the men's side and the women's side. Um, you know, shout out to my son uh, AJ who writes those every week. It's not easy. It, you know, he puts a lot of time into it. So, you know, the thing that we do is with our weekly candidates, you have to win one of those weekly awards to qualify for the national award. You know, the national end of the year. Uh, coach of the year award. And like I said, we'll do one at each level. Um, so those, those haven't been announced yet. So typically what we do is after the 16 weeks that we do it, we wait uh, a little bit to see some of these national championships wind down. And then uh, we will make our choices, you know, pretty, you know, we'll, we'll sit down sometime next week. And I think you'll see, um, you'll see those, those awards start coming out probably midweek next week. We usually start with the junior college. We'll do men and junior college, men and women on the same day and kind of go from there. But um, you know, one of the things, you know, like I said, we do wait a little bit to see, cause we kind of like to see, listen, you know, Hey, if you want a national championship, and you want to us, you know, might help you, you know, we talk about, and again, not giving anything away here, but you look at on the men's side, division three, Josh Merkel from Randolph Macon, they went 33 and one, just beat Elmhurst for the Division Three National Championship. They they won the national championship game by 30, 75, 45. Wasn't even close. I watched. Not even close. You know, so that's a guy that you look. Well, he won a you know Hoop Dirt Coach of the Week award for Division Three. Just won a national championship. Probably a pretty good bet to win our national Division Three Coach of the Year award. No question. And well earned. Well earned. And I would ask you this because we'll obviously have a show around it, so I can't wait for that. But shout out to AJ, right? Your son. You got it. That's it. Thank you. AJ. We see you, AJ. We shout out. Um, so tell us a couple stories that are cool from the national coach of the year. Like somebody getting that, yeah, you know, either how it helped them or how they responded to you or how they like tell us a couple cool stories if you don't mind. Because yeah, I think no, that's the part that people maybe don't even know. Yeah, no, that no, that, you know what? There's a there's actually a lot of cool stories. Um so you know, I like a lot of those guys put it in their bios now, which is great to see, you know, that, that they've won a, you know, hoopdirt.com national coach of the year award, whatever level it is. And, and, you know, like we say, sometimes the, the lower level guys kind of take it and run with it more. Um, but it's really nice to see. Um, but, but the one thing that I do is, is, you know, for our weekly winners, you know, they win it. We send something to the sports information people, blah, blah, blah. Great. No problem. But for the national guys, I actually reach out to all of those guys, you know, the division one all the way down, and, and it's really nice to hear from all those guys. And, um, you know, and again, that's why I, I do what I do. I love talking to guys every day and, and guys in the business, but really hearing from, you know, the guys that have won, won the award, um, you know, I've actually been able to make some good connections with guys that I've reached out to and guys that have won the award, but there, there's some guys that are, that are really appreciative um, about it. And, um, and not just the lower level guys, you know, our last couple of division one coach of the year winners, we've had some really nice conversations with, that's cool. Uh, after they've won, 
Um, so it, it's been it's been good. And like I said, I mean, it, it's a nice way to honor guys, you know, especially at the lower levels who don't always get a lot of recognition. Um, and more so like the Coach of the Week awards, they, they get a lot, of, a lot of recognition, you know, right. because guys that, you know, you know, maybe haven't, you know, are not going to win a national championship, may not even win their league, but they're getting some recognition during the season. They do. They you, know, do. Like, you know, with a lot of our coach of the year winners, yeah, they, they probably did win a national championship if they won a coach of the week award or, you know, won a conference championship and, and have had, you know, some big time success. And this is maybe right. just, you know, just, just something to, to cap it off a little bit, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's been, it's been cool. I think this is year seven on the men's side and year three on the women's side. Nice. Uh, you know, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, I, I like getting guys, you know, some, some publicity. Um, and then I like, you know, being able to talk to them and I love being able to see it in their bios, you know, when they right. put it in the bio, like to me, that's a win, you know, even, and like I said, AJ writes it and he, he's all, he's all over all this. And, you know, a couple of these guys, he'll say, Hey, look, look, it's in his Wikipedia now, you know? So that's you know, kind of cool. when that shows up in their Wikipedia. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I would say, uh, so again, for people that who, who knows how many people watch what episode, but as a former coach, and a former head coach, and a former Division One assistant, and a former Division One assistant, JUCO assistant, D two assistant for myself. It's a big deal to get those recognitions. Yeah. A national coach of the week, big deal, yeah. uh, and then a national coach of the year, big deal, because these jobs are so hard. People don't know how hard it is to win, how hard it is to can to get recognized beyond just your little pod of people that are following. Right. So to get a national attention for that, it does. It, it helps with perception. It helps with jobs. It helps with recruiting. It helps with credibility with your own administration. So uh, I tip my hat to you officially tip my hat <laughs> to Hoopdurf for doing it, because I think it's a I think it's a great thing. So, yeah, we want to get into that real quick. We'll go back to some of the D3. We'll go D3 next D3 national tournament. You mentioned it a little bit. I'll let you kind of briefly say that again and i would wonder so there's a lot of great coaches and you know this history better than i do but one in particular uh mike rhodes yeah. at vcu was at rice was an assistant at vcu came from randolph making correct was right. a, was a head coach there so does this gentleman that was dominant in the division three yeah. uh, head coaching game i watched it and i was like I mean, it's not even fair right now what's happening. Um, but does he – and maybe Lafayette, maybe he doesn't want his name, I don't whatever, but is one of those type of jobs smart enough to say, hey, man, let's get you over here and at least have a conversation? Yeah, well, you know, so look at, look at Randolph Macon. Like you said, you know, Mike Rhodes came from there. Right. Then how about after that, uh, Nathan Davis, who's the head coach of Bucknell. He was right. a head coach of Randolph Macon. Yes, no brainer. It's definitely a place you can move from. Um, you know, it, it, who knows? Um, you know, I, I don't know what he wants to do with his life, but hey, listen, you go thirty-three and one and win a national championship by thirty points. You know, you, you you can probably move at some point. But you know what? You know, I don't know what, what what's going to happen there. But but great run by those guys. You know, absolutely great one team in the country. They deserve to win it the way they they did it. Um, they ran Elmhurst out of the gym. You know, good for them. Um, and from from everything you read and talk about, like they're going to be back like just as strong next year. So that's kind of scary. So, right. so maybe maybe that's a reason to come back. I don't know. But congrats to uh, and, and credit to the team that they played against. It's hard, like we said, to Salt Lake to get to a national championship game. You deserve to have credit. You deserve to have 
the kudos because they were a 16 seed, I believe. Yeah, playing well, one. You know, and, and it's it's you know it's a, it's a, honestly like a once in a lifetime opportunity even just to get that far. No like, question, it doesn't happen. You know, very often. So you know, no question. Kudos to Elmhurst for for getting there. Yes, so they'd be proud of the season they had, but you know, congrats to uh, Josh Merkel Randolph making yes. 33 and one national champs. Big time win, big time win. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go NAI next. We'll go D two last because D two still going. NAI crowned a champion tonight. Tonight, uh, we talked about him on the show before. Yeah, uh, my man that I uh, I got to work under, and I don't even know what his title was. Maybe he was, I don't want to say he was. A, he wasn't a GA though. He was like a anyway. He was an assistant, but it wasn't an assistant. It wasn't a full time. Uh, and he was younger. He was close to us. We hung out. You know the crew. Uh, Stacy Hollowell has been a friend of mine and ever since then. So happy to see what he's done. National championship, big time to be able to win it. Only lost one game. You know more than I do, so I'll let you. Let yeah, you no, know. yeah, you got it. Dude, another dude that I would say this real quick. I don't know if he'll have the opportunity to move because people don't always give the love, but, man, to be able to do that, he deserves an opportunity to be able to have a hard look. He he should. He should, ha- he should have a chance eventually here. You know, like I said, Stacey Hallowell, 37 and one. They just won the national championship tonight. You know what? The, the thing about the, the way they so they beat Talladega 71 56 tonight. Talladega had a heck of a year, too. Chris Wright does a great job at Talladega. They went 32 and six, you know. And, and I mentioned that we talked about this last week when they were down to like eight teams. I said right. last week, I said, this right. is going to be the matchup. This is coming. Right. You, you know, and it came and it, it was a pretty good game, you know, two. Really, really high level coaches at the NAIA level, yep. but you know, congrats to Coach Hallowell 30 37 and one man. Like, that's you played 38 games, and, and yeah, that's incredible to play 38 games in a year to win 37 of them. Yeah, you gotta. It's yeah. it's it's easy to just think about numbers sometimes, like, oh wow, that sounds cool, but 38 times you got your team to play at a high level and beat the competition when they didn't want you to beat them. like I think people sometimes don't realize how hard that is. So big shout outs to Stacy. Happy for you, man. Proud of what you're doing and excited for you to have some opportunities. Not to say that you don't want to stay, but I'm excited for people to now hopefully respect the job you've done and come after you a little bit. I can say that. All right, going to the next one. We got D2 still going. What's What's the latest on that? I know you were watching some of these games. Yeah, so I watched a, I watched a bunch of these games today. D two is now down to the final four. I'm trying to find them right here. D two is down to the final four. But how about this biggest biggest upset of the tournament so far? Uh, Nova Southeastern number one. They were 33 and 0, 31 and 0, 31 and 0. I think Black Hill State beat them today. Um, 77 67 Black Hill State. Big time win for them. Black Hill State, 55 rebounds today. Out rebounded Nova Southeastern by 20. Black Hill State goes 21 for 22 from the free throw line. That's a huge upset. Black Hill State. Black Hill State goes to the final four where they're going to play uh Northwest Missouri State. I watched Northwest Missouri play Bentley today. Northwest Missouri State is so good. Ben McCall oh did a great God. job with those guys. Talk they about are- it. Talk about it. Yeah, no, they're, they're phenomenal. I mean, you know, so I watched that game. It was a close game in the first half. The second half, Northwest Missouri State just put it on them. They they got up in Bentley. They defended them. Uh, they turned them over. They took four charges. Um, 
you know, they, they're Northwestern Missouri State's big. They look like a Division One team, like most of these teams at this level right now with this part of the tournament do. Um, so that's going to be an interesting game because I think Northwest Missouri State is really, 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 really good. Obviously, Black Hill State must be good. They just beat an undefeated Nova Southeastern team. Um, so on the other side of the bracket, the other two teams, Indiana, Indiana University of Pennsylvania and Augusta, those are the last two teams left. That's the final four. Indiana beat Hillsdale today, and uh, Augusta beat Chico State. So that's your final four, Black Hill State and Northwestern, Missouri State and Indiana, Pennsylvania against Augusta. Should be, you know, two really good games. You know, I look at that and, you know, obviously you got four really good teams there, but I really like Northwest Missouri State and what Ben McCollum's done, and he's won a bunch of national championships. He's he's a three-time HoopDirt.com National Coach of the Year winner. So uh, he, he, he can coach, man. But that, those are going to be some really good games. And you know what? Anybody who's out there that hasn't seen any of these games, you can watch them. They're all on. You know, they're all NCAA.com. You go to the Division Two page. They're all on. Like I said, I watched a bunch of these games today. They're really, really good games to watch. They're all in Evansville, big arena. Um, they're a lot of fun to watch. So I, I would, you know, if you can watch them, take a peek. I think these, these games are the, on the 24th. So I don't even know what today is anymore. But the 24th, it's Thursday the 24th. So yep. uh, they're around. Um, times are still to be announced, but take a peek. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, I got a small life update I can share. You said Thursday. I'm like, oh, yeah. Got a call. Such a blessing. Thank you, God, for, uh, yeah, to be able to do my – so I did my first year of broadcasting this year. was able to do right around 25 games, which is incredible. Uh, last year I volunteered to do it, Division Two at a doubleheader during Christmas break to see my brothers. Um, volunteered to do a couple other opportunities. So for people out there that just think like it's easy, it's not because it's like for me, just like a player, they want to see film or they want to see something or what, what have you done this? Uh, so I really had to just volunteer my way in and then it's led to other opportunities. So I was able to do my first division, my first NCAA tournament, Division Two, called a couple games for my brother's team at Texas a Commerce. They won in advance, so I got to call another game. So that was really cool for their radio broadcast and then. Uh, just got a call Sunday to be able to do my first television broadcast in the Division One postseason tournament for the WNIT UCLA versus Wyoming. So that's yeah. awesome, man! Big time, love it, love to hear it. I was so excited when you told me earlier. That is great. Yeah, I'm I, fired up about it. It's cool to, I don't know it's cool to this sometimes. Like I'm sure this is for you. So I, I ask this quick question before we go back. The hoop dirt story. For people that don't know, we had a podcast. We talked about it, but people that didn't hear that episode or don't know your story. Probably just thinking like, oh, he's just a guy. Just no, it's a former Division One assistant who's been a Division Three head coach and has won a ton of games, recruited a ton of players, and has been in this thing. So you know what it feels like. Yeah. But then you decided to step away for fam- you have a large family, four kids. You care about that role, not that other people don't, but that was a priority. So you wanted to go to your kids' games. So you create this hoop dirt. And then it becomes this thing, and you just celebrated. Let's talk about this: fifty thousand followers. Yeah. It's incredible. So I'm sure when you started it, you didn't think you'd have fifty thousand people following, and over three million people a, a month yeah. in the summer or in the off season trafficking your site. So talk about your side of the story. We got to celebrate that too. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate it. You know, hey, nothing, nothing like you on ESPN. I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> try to get there one day, but. No, yeah, no, I appreciate it. You know, we, like I said, and, and a lot of people heard the story. You've heard the story. You know, I spent my whole whole career coming up in this crazy business, and um, 
you know, this thing just kind of took off on us and, um, yeah, we worked hard on it for a long, long time. And, um, it's kind of gotten to the point now where, yeah, like you said, we've got 50,000 Twitter followers. We get 3 million page views per month on the website. You know, our numbers are, are, are through the roof and growing. Um, you know, we're just looking, even looking at the Google analytics this morning. I mean, they're nuts. They're, they're through the roof and it's great. And I love it. You know, being able to do stuff like this with you right. now and some other stuff, like it's great. And then just kind of where, where we started and where it's come. 60 to. second updates are fire too, by the way. Yeah, I appreciate that. that. You know, it's just trying to do more and, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, it, so I say a lot of times, you know, because I've been there and I've come up in this, I, I, I love to do it because I love to help coaches. Right. You know, I want, I want to be able to help and, you know, guys get all fired up. Like, oh, it's a fire. Someone got fired. Oh, okay, great. But, you know, we, we want to help guys move and, and it's, it's no really, you know, don't get, don't get excited about guys getting fired. But, um, but also it's, it's a way that, that keeps me, you know, connected to, to this business and the guys that I came up with. No doubt. Like, honestly, especially this time of year, like my phone, it just, the, the, the number of guys I talk to, it, it's awesome. And, right. and, you know, and it's not, and, you know, it started really with, with guys that I knew and guys that I came up with. And I came up with a really good group of guys, right. um, you know, but now like the guys that, that I talked to, it's awesome. I mean, it's nuts. Like yeah. some of the guys will reach out. I'll say I, I'll get a text and, you know, hey, how'd you get my number? B, is this like really you? Cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it is an interesting space, man, on both sides. I've, I've gotten a lot of those that I wouldn't have expected, uh, especially in this lane. Right. Yeah. Um but I'm curious, when you started it, what made you jump into it? And did you think it was going to be like a big thing? Or was it more just like, you know what, this is a good service because people want this information? Yeah. What, what kind of, what kind of, was it both? Was it one? Was it the other? No, you know, so I, I've told the story a lot. I'll just right. tell, you know, it, it was just like kind this of a is, funny this thing. Is, this is for those that don't know the story. We're going to just relive it real you quick. You don't know the story. I'm going to give you the, the, the quick update, the quick, right. the quick version. You know, it was a funny thing. It started over a poker game, right? My my former assistant coach who played for me, you know, he, he always knew I was a guy. Back back then, before, like, all the social media and texting, like, you talked on the right. phone. So he knew, you know, I was in the office all day just talking on the phone to coaches. And, I, right. you know, yeah, I had all the dirt. So my brother-in-law at the time was a web developer, was developing websites, blah, blah, blah. We were playing poker one night, the three of us, boom, boom, boom. He looks at my brother-in-law. He said, hey, Jim, can can you build a website for us? And he's like, yeah, obviously. He's like, all right, we want to do this dirt thing. Like, he knows everything. You can build a website. Like, all right, let's do it. Let's see what this thing does. Right. It literally started as like a one-page blog. Like, I would just put stuff up that I heard. Right. And now it kind of took off. You know, now we have, you know, we have the job section where, right. you know, we, we, we have a ton of jobs up there. We have, you know, clinic sections that we post, features. We've got a lot of stories. We actually have a career development section now. Where we want some really good career development people that are that are nice. working with some coaches on portfolios, um, so it's really grown and it's amazing. Like I, I, I we always say because we look at our Google Analytics all the time. Like I'm religious about the Google Analytics, and like the first time we're like, oh, ten people actually went to this site. And right. Then we're like, oh my god, like a hundred people. And the, the, the day like we had a thousand views one day, we're like, oh god, a thousand. Like that was nuts. <laughs> and now you know it's. I mean, now it's just it's through the roof. We get three million plus page views per per month, and. Um, you know, and that's just on the website. And, and to be honest, Brian, and, and you know what it's like. I mean, stuff is like evolving and growing. So we're trying to not be as reliant on the website. You know, we're doing a lot more social media. Like you right. said, we're doing a lot more stuff like this, 60-second updates, just trying to get out there and kind of cover all of our bases and, and be everywhere a little bit, um, you know, kind of moving from from being, you know, just a website to a brand. Yeah. You know, and I'm, you know for, for a long, long time, I called it hoopdirt.com because that's what they we were. And I'm trying to now kind of get rid of the .com. Like, we're just right. hoopdirt, you know, right. because we have so many different things. And, you know, honestly – funny story that um i used to tell people you know 
when we were building this thing, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a basketball coach trying to figure this out. Right. right. But I kind of got tired of saying that I was trying to teach myself some stuff. So I actually, you know, last year I actually got my master's in strategic communication. Nice. Let's go. Let's go. A lot of this stuff. Right. So now, you know, we talk about like, you know, branding and, you know, really interpreting the analytics and like all that stuff, like that stuff, like, Oh my God, I actually know now, right. you know? So it's That's kind awesome. of been one of those things where, you know, I wanted to, when, when we, when we realized like this could actually be like a real thing, like I was like, okay, well now we really got to start taking it seriously. So, right. um, yeah, so it's, it, it is a hundred percent been a lot of fun. Um, and you know, I mean, obviously we, we, you know, we, we do generate some income off it, which, no you know, that's earned. Helps and that's that, that that's part of it. And we work hard. I mean, we sell ads, and you know, our jobs are not always free. And you know, um, so we, we we definitely do some stuff, and we grind and we hustle. Um, yeah. I think people I, think it sometimes it's probably easy, but the the amount of even if you're not quote unquote, and I think this is the part people get it twisted a little bit. Even if you're not quote unquote breaking, the fact that most people go there the first time they hear about a new job being filled is on your plate. And, yeah. Yeah. Or a job being open. Yeah. And sometimes the sad part is by the time they see it's open, it's like, well, it's probably too late if it's on there. But yeah. you do, we talked about this before, you do have to backtrack. Yep. See, okay, well, who's filling that? Because that job's an open. And it's just such a place for information. And it's an information business. College <laughs> basketball is an information business, whether it's players, jobs, opportunities, development, like you said, clinics, uh, all of that stuff is important. And if you want to know a place you can go to, it just becomes a place where people have notifications turned on their phone when Good. things come. You know what I mean? And I, somebody said this to me the other day, like, you know, when people have notifications on their phone, like for hoop dirt, I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not in that world the same way, yeah. Yeah. but yes, uh, I'm not quite as addicted to my phone as I once was when I was in it. But when you're in it and you just look in this, especially in the off season, yeah. like there's no games, you're recruiting and you're figuring out what's going on in the industry. Right. Yeah. Right. They're right. The off season, that's our busy yeah. season. And yeah. And I think that's the one thing, you know, um, that, that we try to do is I, I really try to do a good job of covering it at all, all levels. Right. You know, we're not about like the high major division one. Oh, yeah. stuff. Like, I mean, I can't tell you, you know, how many, you know, NAIA jobs and JUCO jobs that we put up, you know, <laughs> you know as, as dirt. Well, you know? And truly though, I think that's the part that is a separator because where does everyone else in the business go? Where do GAs go? Where do, you know what I mean? To get all the information, it's like it's all encompassing. And the fact that you have a um, I don't know if you call it a sister, I guess a sister brand that's the W yep. hoop dirt. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so you're there's no way you're not killing it as far as time and investment in that to be able to provide that much information. Big deal. Yeah, but and like you said, last thing I will leave it with this. You know, it, it is fun, right? I always tell people it's fun. I love it, blah blah blah. But thankfully, I've got a very understanding wife, very understanding family. I mean, right. you know, th- this th- this program's recorded right now. It's twelve thirty Eastern time at night, yep. right? So twelve thirty a.m. You know, I, I got my first text. You know, I got up at five fifteen this morning, got my first text, and started working. Then, so right. you know, it's uh, it's a grind, man. It's but, going, but but you have a passion for it, and not everybody could do what you do, so. Kudos to you for making it a big part of uh, you're serving the entire industry. So that's a big deal. Kudos. We got, we got, we had, we had to have a segment for that. That was important. I like that was a little, little, all right, we got off topic, but I like it. All right. Thank you. It was a little detour. All right. So we'll go back to, uh, we did all of them. So we'll go division one now. Okay. March madness. So as much as we can talk about teams that have won prior to in the essence of time, we're going to talk about the Sweet 16, the teams that made the tournament. We we know who they are. 
Yep. You deserve your kudos. Congrats on your season. Um, when you advance, you get to continue being in the conversation. So in the Midwest, we have Miami, Ohio, Iowa State, two teams that no one except for the fan bases, maybe, maybe, and the people inside the program would have ever thought that they're going to Sweet 16. I'm sure when Larry Nega started the year, he thought his team was good, but excuse me, do you think Sweet 16? Probably not. I'm sure when TJ got his job, he's like, man, I like our chances. We can compete. But to be able to start the year undefeated for them and then get to the Sweet 16 and then going back to Larry they beat Duke when they were number one. So you kind of had an idea. And I actually said it on another recording on All Access. We talked about the tournament. I thought Miami was a team to watch out for because they have that veteran guard trio that's so good. So quick shout out to them. I'll let you say anything about them you want, and then we'll go to the next one. Yeah, no, you know what? Like I said, I think, you know, personally, I'm surprised a little bit to see them there. You know, glad sure. to see them there, but, you know, I watched them uh, play play Boston College in the ACC tournament. Right. You know, like I just thought they were okay. Like, you know, they, they were okay. I didn't think that they would – I didn't think they would make it this far. No uh, doubt. This is going to be a great game. Hey, you're not, in, you're not in the – no one did. <laughs> no one did. You're not in the minority with that. Um, but but what a great game is going to be against Iowa State and, and TJ Otzelberger and the job that he's done there and you know these guys were, were two and twenty two last year and, and had a regime change and you know they go from two and twenty two to twenty two and twelve and sitting in the Sweet Sixteen so uh, you know hats off there to TJ Otzelberger I mean the job he's done has has been incredible I mean no matter what happens here he took these guys to the Sweet Sixteen that's amazing absolutely I mean, but think about this though. Of all the teams that they play, it's like it's almost like I thought it was really cool. So there's there's conflicting thoughts on the matchup between mid majors in the first round, which was San Francisco and Murray State. Yeah. So you got both of them playing the first round. One of them's gonna advance. Some people thought it was like, well, one of them's gonna be out, but I, I just thought like, well, one mid majors for sure gonna advance. Yeah. Well, then in the next round, you got St. Peter's <laughs> playing against Murray State. One's gonna advance. Yep. So in yep. this particular game again. We're talking about Miami and Iowa State in the Sweet 16. One of them is going to be an Elite Eight. Imagine like, that. That's right. Think about that. <laughs> so, anyway, you got to love the tournament. That's why you love it. Uh, moving to the south, Villanova plays Michigan, number two seed Villanova. Michigan's been a great story. Got to love what uh, the blue blood Villanova has continued to do. Jay Wright, that's in your neck of the woods. Yep. Uh, just such a first-class program. Gotta love the you know point guard who feels like he's been there for seven years is still there. Uh, love to see him in the Sweet Sixteen, and this this Villanova team is kind of flying under the radar. They're really good. Yeah. Like they're two seeds, so I, it's hard to say flying under the radar. People kind of get bored picking them again. Man, this team is good. Man, they are good defensively. They're good offensively. Uh, they're scary good, and then. I just love the Juwan Howard story. I'm from Michigan. I have no problem saying that. I grew up. My mom went to Michigan. My dad went to Michigan State. House divided. Um, <laughs> and grew up a, a, a Barry Sanders fan and Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars, bad boy Pistons fan, and a Fab Five Michigan Wolverine. That's how I grew up. So, uh, And sprinkled into Michigan State, too. I don't want to say I didn't have uh, – I had to. I had to support both. But – to see Jawan Howard, I think the coolest moment of one of the coolest moments of the tournament outside of St. Peter's was that Jawan Howard 
well, number one, I think he's been phenomenal, not only coaching, but I think he's changed so much from being the guy that was so intense and almost so like he's so cool, calm, and collected right now on the sideline. And in his interviews, he's so intentional. And I think we we in the society, we criticize people and criticize and we jump on when somebody makes a mistake. And it's part of it. I get it. But, man, the whole thing happened, Wisconsin, whatever. Well, now he's got a viral moment that he's consoling the other team's player after he's literally crying his eyes out. Uh, I just thought it was a cool moment, and I thought he's really shown a ton of growth from that time period because some people don't. Some people keep doing the same thing, keep being the same thing. And somebody said this to me, Jawan Howard almost has that same chip like he's playing against Duke and when he was a player, and you don't really have to have that anymore. Like, you're the guy. You know, you are – and everyone knows how first class he is and what a great dude. But in the heat of competition, sometimes the worst side of us can come out. And I just think he's been unbelievable. I'm so glad he's in the Sweet 16. The, the Jalen Rose, Chris Weber. To get Chris Weber to come back and be in the locker room, like, I mean, no one else is doing it. And you talk about branding. Like, Michigan is a brand. People have talked about this. Part of the reason why they were the 11 seed, they are a brand. They have a huge following one of the biggest athletic departments and most recognized in the country. And he is the right man for the job because he's such a part of that brand. So I just love to see that. I don't know who wins this game, but I love that both of them are in it. I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you. And that's, no, no, you're right. And, and that's why, you know, and I always say, I, I love looking at these from the, from the coaching standpoint, right? Right. You look at two guys like Jay Wright. Jay Wright is Villanova basketball. Like he is a legend. He's Villanova basketball. And you know what? Right now, Jawan Howard is Michigan basketball. No question. You know, great career there. Great player in the NBA. Now he's done he's done a great job here to get them to the Sweet 16. No and you know, you know, all, all that stuff that happened against Wisconsin. Like, so so it's hard for me because people that haven't been in this business, they don't really get it, right? So listen, I think Jawan Howard is a great guy, a great coach. Stuff happens. Someone might have said something that I didn't appreciate. Right. It happens. It's the heat of battle. You know, hey, in reality, yep, I get it. They're on national TV. Maybe you go settle in the hallway. That is the difference, though. And not that he's wrong, but right. we're human. How many people have a camera on them right. as they're doing their job competing against someone else? That's right. That's right. And, that's, right. And, 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 and you're right, Brian. But, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, it's not like they're not like doing their job as an account desk and right. wrong, right? Like, it, man, when you're in the trenches, like, you don't, you don't know, man, there's something you just not, you don't think like stuff. You're not, you're not, yeah, you're not in your right state of mind. All and, 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 and it's not, I'm not making excuses. And, you know, it was a bad look on national TV. I get it. And I said, and I tweeted a lot, just go settle it in the hallway because it needed to be settled, whatever. But hey, fine. Move on. Look what he's done. He's gotten Michigan in the sweet 16. Like, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I would love to see Michigan win that game. I really yeah. And, and, again, I don't want to see Jay Wright lose because, again, it's Jay Wright. He's a legend. He's got Villanova rolling, and they play hard. And um, But, you know, Mich Michigan's talented, too, so that's going to be a heck of a game. Yeah, Michigan has an 11 seed. I mean, beat a good Colorado State team that had the player of the year. Uh, second game, they beat a really good team. I'm drawing a blank who they beat the second game. Uh, you'll tell me in a second. They beat they – beat, uh, as, as we bring that up, yeah, it's just – to, to be able to respond to adversity, I just you love those stories. Yep. Right? The man was suspended five games. They were on the bubble to get in, yep. and to be able to rise to the occasion and perform your best and rally together to me that shows big time leadership. Right. 
Right. Like, it's it's not just one in a regular season or one in this big. If you can do it when it matters the most, the brightest lights on. Right. Yeah, man. It, you got to give right. it. In that second that second game, you have to beat Colorado State. They beat Tennessee. Exactly. That Tennessee. team that was red hot. Exactly. That's what I talked about it with you last time and with other people. Like, I, I love Tennessee. I mean, no, they no. were playing great. They were beating everybody. You know, I, I, won the SEC tournament yep, on yep. fire, playing their best ball. They didn't lose a game at home. You know, Rick Barnes had them, you know, humming. No doubt. And, and Juwan Howard beat them. So, yeah, good love for them. It. Love it. Love it. This next one. Uh, yeah, to Kansas, number one, Providence, number four, big time championship matchup you got the big 12 champion the the big east champion uh big champions on stage ed cooley just got into the finalist for naismith coach of the year so shout out to ed cooley leading providence to the first big east championship in school history uh they were one of those teams that people were kind of saying was going to get upset early yeah. like they may lose in the first round or they may lose in the second round they're not going to make a run and yeah. Uh, I think there's been a big – I think he's had a lot of fun with the idea of being lucky. I think somebody tabbed him as being lucky, so he's played into that. He's having a blast. Uh, it's been cool to see a Cooley – I don't want to say get the monkey off his back, but just have the flowers uh, that he deserves. Providence is not the job or the top, you know, tier job necessarily in that league. They haven't, again, had this kind of success. So to have the postseason success to validate what they did in the year – I think is awesome and just love to see that. And then Bill Self's got a good team. I mean, this team has a, every bit of a chance to win a natty. Uh, they have the pieces. They have kind of that uh, X factor um, guard off the bench. And I, I believe he start Remy Martin uh, average 18 a game at Arizona state transfers over, uh, but he's got bigs. He's got shooting. He's got defense. Uh, Bill Self, continues to be super consistent and they're back in the sweet 16. Yeah. Th I think this is going to be a great game. And, and to be honest, like this, this, this personally, this, this is a special game for me. So I've known, I've known coach Cooley for 25 years. Oh, he nice. Was, he's a couple years older than me. We came up in this thing together. Love it. Um, you know, so, and I've told my story before, but, but back in the day, you know, I used to work for Pat scary. So Pat's now the head coach at Towson. Yeah, Towson had a great year too. They did it. But before I worked for Pat, Pat and, 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 Coach Cooley were actually assistant coaches together at Division II Stonehill. Nice. Um, kind of came up with that crowd, got to know Coach Cooley. We've done a lot of things together. I'm so excited for him, so excited for his okay. team. You know, he's a Providence guy. The, the, the job that he's done there, you know, they play at an off-campus arena. They've had that place packed. Um, you know, he, he keeps them loose. He has a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, I think Providence is going to be ready to go. Like you said, Kansas is good. I mean, you know, the job Bill Self has done with, the, with his guys. I mean, they're good. They are, without a doubt, a legitimate national champion, you know, contender. Um, but you know what? So is Providence. I would say at this point, so is anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and you're right. To, but, but the other thing we said, too, like Providence got that draw of South Dakota State. And South Dakota State was probably, you know, as hot, if not hotter than anybody in the country. Yeah, like, what, what are you doing giving that that draw? Yeah, that, that was a tough one. And I think that was a scary draw for Providence. They handled them fine. And then, you know. Richmond had the upset of Iowa in the first right. round. So Richmond the next round and, and beat them handily, you know, very yeah, handily. I think, the, I think it's the part of, like, the Big East is so good, the battle-testedness to be able to win that night in and night out. They played against so many different styles. Um, I just – I don't know. I like Providence in this matchup just because I just think they have a gritty edge and chip on their shoulder that they're going to come in with. And Kansas was able to sneak one away. I don't remember who they beat. 
Uh, I'm drawing a blank. It's a lot of levels. We're keeping track of a lot of jobs, but I'm drawing a blank on on uh, who they beat. You, I know you'll pull it up, but yeah, yeah, they beat uh, Tech. They pounded Texas Southern in the first round. They beat Creighton in the next round. That was a high level game, and Creighton. I mean, talk about a team that's going to be a team to watch next year if they can stay together. Yep. That was that's a high level basketball team, and it was a good game. They they gave them everything they could handle and really took it down to the wire. So looking forward to seeing that matchup in the Midwest. Yep. Um, we got the battle of the blue bloods, man. We got the battle of the blue bloods. UCLA number five back in the Sweet Sixteen. They were here last year. Went to the Final Four. Uh, got majority of those guys back, and then North Carolina. The new era, North Carolina, Hubert Davis, another team that, um, yeah, I have no problem, again, saying this, to see Hubert Davis as a black head coach that a lot of people didn't want to be the North Carolina head coach. They didn't want to hand it over to Hubert Davis. It's like, who is Hubert Davis? Well, number one, he played there, was a heck of a player there, obviously had a great NBA career, and is a first-class human being. And love the fact that they were decisive last year, too. And Roy Williams, this meant something to Roy. It's like Roy wanted it to go to him. And you could tell he was proud. So uh, this North Carolina team has been on the bubble. And I love some of their tweets. is like from the bubble to the Sweet 16. Uh, and same with Michigan. But And shout out to the women's program because they're also in the Sweet 16, North Carolina. But, uh, yeah, I think – they had a lot of questions around this team. The ACC's had a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. But for them to do what they did on the night, I think I tweeted this, the night against Duke, yeah. Coach K's special night, they dominated that game yeah. on a big stage and then went through the uh, went from there, made their run, Sweet 16. I just love the fact that this team is doing what they're doing and uh, really excited for Hubert Davis to just be able to validate the hire to – the haters, and then just to the people that did believe in them to say, we knew this was the guy. This is why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. And that's, that's what, that's what I really like about North Carolina and Hubert Davis and similar to, you know, Michigan and Jawan Howard. Like I like when you have an alum who is a basketball guy who, but, but also, you know, like bleeds, like, you know, Hubert Davis bleeds Carolina blue. No doubt. I mean, look at Mike, like Mike Woodson at Indiana, you know, you bring in like high level basketball guys like that. Like you got to root for them. And, you know, going back to what you said about, you know, North Carolina, when they went in and beat Duke on, on, you know, coach K night or whatever, you know, I get a lot of respect for Hubert Davis, North Carolina. Like they, they, they played really well. They dominated. They, they can go far in this thing. Um, you know, I, I really like them. You know, obviously Mick Cronin's done a great job with UCLA, but, I, you know, I really, really, really like North Carolina in this game. I like the, the, the way they're playing right now. You know, I, I I really like North Carolina here. Yeah, and and UCLA kind of ends up playing late, so people don't watch them as much, but they've played really well, and they just – they do have the experience of being there, having the disappointment. If you think back, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Really good player for Orlando now, uh, or really good player for Gonzaga that's already Orlando. Hit the half court shot for Gonzaga. Um, the kid that got drafted. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Anyway, hits the half court shot. If he doesn't hit that shot, UCLA may be in the national championship game. So they have some heartbreak from that. Going to be a great one. 17 national titles between the two teams. Set of blue bloods. The two blue bloods. True blue bloods. And then that Baylor game for 
to take down a number one seed. A wounded number one seed. Baylor deserves all the credit for being still be a number one seed, a wounded number one seed, but to take them down and be as dominant as 25. I mean, Brady Manic, if he doesn't get kicked out, they may end up winning by 25. Yeah. They were playing at such a high level. Um, so yeah, can't wait for that one. Another one is just kind of uh the the number one overall seed, I believe, was Gonzaga in this thing. And they play Arkansas, uh, Muscleman, Mark Few. Uh, not uh, definitely different styles, different ways of going about it, different personalities. You got one who doesn't even have a Twitter account, and the other one is like a Twitter addict. <laughs> might not know what Twitter is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mark Few has no clue. But, um, yeah, shout out to Penny Hardaway, the way that they played against Gonzaga. I think they just showed that Gonzaga can be beat. I think some people thought this team was head and shoulders above. And I think they are they are a very good team, deserving of number one seed, but it's just not a dominant team. So I'm curious. I mean, when Timmy's playing like he played in that stretch, yep. they're really tough. Obviously, yep. when they're making threes, they're really tough. And, um, yeah, big fella being able to – homegrown being able to protect the rim like he does, and he's just yeah. such a kind of outlier, unique talent. Yeah. Uh, but, man, Arkansas just plays such a – fearless style and it's gonna be fun to watch this will be a fun game to watch contrasting styles um curious to see how that one shakes out yeah me too and, and you know I keep saying i love to watch the coaching matchups here right you got right. Mark, you mr right. kind of calm cool collected on the sidelines and you get heated now and then but like you know with coach muscle i mean he's all fire he oh, is no he is he will have them fired up no doubt he'll be jumping around um i like the way arkansas plays they're tough they're athletic um, this is, this is going to be a great game. Like, you know, obviously I'm looking forward to all these games, but I'm really looking forward to Arkansas and Gonzaga. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's going to be a good one. Um, They'll play with a different chip to play against that team in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it'll have them. It'll have them at a level where it'll be, a, it'll be a good game. And I, and I would imagine Mark few after that stretch, like people don't give him as much credit all the time because they don't play these type of matchups. Yeah all year long they play neutral site games and they play their conference so they don't really play any true high level road games this is another neutral site game but i think it's going to be a high level affair right there uh going to the east three c purdue versus who's been number one in the country uh more than once i believe purdue's been at least twice this year versus the the darling of the tournament st peter's uh, there's no, there is nobody in the in the country besides the people that live, you know, near Purdue that's rooting for Purdue in this game. Man, I, mean, I would hate to be Purdue. You right talk about the whole tournament. You talk about the whole tournament <laughs> is rooting for St. Peter's. St. Peter's in this one. I, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough spot if you're Purdue, right? I mean, you know, St. Peter's is a 15 seed. They won the MAC. They've obviously won two good games here. Like you, you got to really take them seriously. Like you said, Purdue was, was number oh, one multiple yeah, times this year. They've had a great year, but you, you got to be ready to play against St. I mean, Kentucky is as big and athletic and talented as anybody. Yep. And for them to do what they did against Kentucky and then Murray State, I mean, they kind of have the same high major size, but still have those mid-major guys that are good. And I mean, they control that entire game. Yeah. So yep. this team is uh yeah, this team is this team is high high level. It's going to be a great game. Shaheen Holloway, his ability to coach. I think the coolest thing about the whole thing, from a coaching standpoint, like you said, coaching matchups is Shaheen Holloway is getting so much respect for 
his X's and O's. Yeah. I think it's different. So I said this to somebody else. Uh, it might have been my wife earlier today. It was. So you have three teams that have done it in the history of beating a number 15 seed. There's only one team that's beat a 16, which is UMBC, Virginia. Three teams have been the number 15 seed and beat a two seed. Yep. Right. So the first one to do it, Florida Gulf Coast. Yep. The star of that was not the players. It was the coach. Andy Infield was the star. Yep. Not to say that he, the players weren't great. They were great. They did it. They were, it was Dunk City is what you heard. Right. He started and Dunk City. That was and, his and you heard about Infield, right? You heard about his story and what well, leads to this big job, right? <clears throat> ORU does it last year against Ohio State. I think the difference is, and Paul Mills is a, outstanding fabulous person first yeah. coach as well he's proven that uh, a part of the Baylor tree but last year was different because Max Acemas and Kevin O'Banner were so good that's all people were talking about was like they got these two guys right that can just go off for 30 and they both did and so it was, it was almost like that stole the attention right in the hearts of the fans and that's what went viral every you know well, this time it's like I don't think anybody knows one player on St. Peter's team, but Shaheen Holloway is the story with this as far as like what March Madness is and uh and what they're highlighting. And his ability to coach, I think, is really cool. And then the second part is he just is so real in his interviews. People are loving that authenticity because you don't normally see that. Yeah. Like, Yo, we're from New York, New Jersey. Like, what are y'all talking about? Being scared. That's not even a thing to these kids, man. Like I love that part, and I love the interview at halftime, or it wasn't even halftime. It was, like, right after halftime, the young lady interviews him and says, like, how do you think you're playing? He's, like, playing like crap. <laughs> like, just straightforward. Uh, anyway, so I'm looking forward to this coaching matchup. I do think it's cool that Shaheen always getting his flowers, and we talked about it on the other show. His alma mater is open. Not that it's about that, but I do think there's going to be a lot of buzz for him to be able to move on, and he's earned it. and. Uh, he's he's saved St. Peter's University's budget. I think there was another cool story. I don't know if who ended up paying for it. I don't remember, but the cheerleaders couldn't go, I think, to the first game. But then after that, they won, and they were able to get them to the second game because somebody decided to look out, and I don't remember the whole story. Yeah, so it was NBC and the Peacock Peacock Network. Ah. St. Peter's Peacock. So the, the – you know, again, St. Peter's is, is capitalizing on all this, and then no the doubt Peacock nickname and the Peacock Network, and yeah, they, they you know they've done a, a phenomenal job capitalizing it, and, and really cool on another show, and just all the all the you know free marketing they're getting, and they're the household Dang. name now, St. Peter's in the Sweet Sixteen, no doubt Sheen Holloway, good for those guys, and you know I'd love to see them keep winning, bunch of bunch of tough New York City and then New Jersey kids. Oh, I love the story, love the underdog story, the ultimate underdog story, and they've made a ton of money for the university, yeah, which is absolutely good for them which is amazing uh, what it's all about, which is why all these D2 teams want to be able to move up. It's because they want that chance. They do. They uh, want to capitalize it. And that's it. We said, and we've said this on another show, but that's what athletics can do to a university, right? Athletics no can transform a university. Well, what it's the window. It's the window in for people to be able to give the, the university even more attention. So uh, what a, what a great opportunity financially and to just uh, so many schools after they go to tournament, their, their enrollment always skyrockets, which is another part of, you know, making money. But you get money for playing the tournament. You get money for advancing. So credit to them. The conference gets some money, but credit to them. Uh, this is out of blue blood, but, man, you talk about 
the high level of toughness game these next two Arizona versus Houston number one versus number five uh, I just think that I mean it's tough and physical and uh, athletic and just gritty game as you can get this is going to be it you know you, you talk about Kelvin Sampson leading that program to a final four last year uh, we talked about Tommy Lloyd in year one amazing to think he has a chance to compete for a national championship in year one uh, and with Arizona. So both these coaches, to me, deserve serious consideration for coach of the year, especially given the fact that Arizona has sanctions that that makes that job different. So even to retain and recruit in that climate shows a lot about their staff. And then taking it a step further, Houston going to the uh, Final Four, Quentin Grimes gets drafted, DeJon is a pro, um, I believe there's one more I'm missing that they lose. Didn't they lose their leading scorer to start the year, Marcus Sasser? They lose Tremont Mark, one of their best scorers off the bench. They lose – I mean, they've just had injury after injury and still been able to find a way to do it. It's just – I mean, and, and dominating that. So, um, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of these picks. I hate that they're playing in this first game. Yeah. Both of these teams are final four good. Uh, but, yeah, I love that matchup. It's, it's – that's a musty TV right there. Yeah, I'm with you. And you know what? I really like Arizona. Arizona, though, you know, you know, they had a tough time against TCU, and they survived. Let's talk about this real quick. I'm gonna ask you what yeah. you thought. I didn't see it till after. But how about the no call? You watch live. I, I I can't believe they swallowed their whistle. I mean, that's nuts. Unbelievable. You're not even talking about a like sometimes a not good player doesn't get that, but. The best player on TCU's team, arguably. Yeah, that, that was a tough it's one, man. Right in front of everybody at half court. So basically, the play is he's getting trapped at half court, uh, the tie game, and he gets knocked down to the point where he falls, and there's contact. There's no call. They would have been shooting, so the game would have been over. Would have been over. It ends up being overtime instead. Arizona didn't get a shot off, but that was a foul. Yep, that was a foul. I mean, that was that 99 was, out of 100 times as a foul, and the one time it's not. If that's if that's three minutes into the first half, without a doubt. If it's any other point in time in the game, but it's like they almost knew. And I say they is probably the main official that was right there in front of it. The other two are at their other points, but I mean, it's as obvious as it can be. That's a tough one. If you're TCU, that's a tough pill to swallow because you oh, have, man. You, know, you played Arizona. Yeah, you, you played them. You played them even for you know thirty nine minutes and forty five seconds, and then drew a foul. Yep, to win the game. Yep, and TCU um, had a heck of a year. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm I gotta go Houston, Texas, yeah. Harley home, but always repping. Yeah. Uh, my boys are over there, so I gotta represent for them. Uh, next game, another uh, really high level matchup. As you talk about the Coach K farewell tour, um, man, I don't. This is an interesting coaching matchup because you talk about like the blue blood uh, went to military, coached under Coach Knight. Uh, Coach Knight used to coach at Texas Tech, ironically. But Mark Adams, like, I mean, just going straight West Texas, um, Clarendon Juco, Wayland Baptist, West Texas A&M, Pan American, Howard Juco, Little Rock with Beard, and then now he's the head coach. Um I like Texas Tech in this game. I just think they have an elite, elite defense, as we know. Um, tenacious as can be, gritty. And I just think they have a bunch of older guys uh, that are just bought into how they do things. And they don't really care if you're Duke, Carolina, whoever. They're just 
they just have a different chip on their shoulder and they're so good defensively. And again, I'm biased to Bryson Williams because I coached him twice at Fresno and UTEP. And I just think he's a unique uh, inside outside threat that can score both ways. Um, yeah. I'm going Texas tech. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so a couple of things with this one. First of all, I love the fact that you put coach K and Mark Amps together they're 140 years old combined. Yeah. <laughs> so you got a lot of experience coaching these games, right? A lot of I love the job that Mark Adams has done. And here's the thing with Duke. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they've had a great year, but it, it, it's, you know, been all about Coach K and his retirement. And now they're at the Sweet 16. There's a lot of pressure. You know, there's a lot of pressure if you're a player for Duke. I mean, that's why, you know, they, they lost it, you know, against North Carolina at home on, on Coach K's last home game. And, and even he said afterwards that, you know, there, there might have been, you know, there's a lot of outside forces at work here. You know, yeah. so now you're getting to the point where, like, you know, you know Coach K wants to win a national championship and go out with this, right? No question. So not only are you in the Sweet 16, you know, as a player, you're thinking about, like, all this other stuff that's going on. Like, is this going to be is this going to be his last time walking out here forever? Is this going to happen on my watch? Right. You know, so there, there's that added pressure for Duke. And I love the way Texas Tech is playing. You know, I think this is where, where Duke bows out here. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I said it I said it during the year about Texas Tech. I think they're final four good. And I think they're proving that. And I think, you know, they're the three seed going through the two seed to do it. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to tuning in starting Thursday. Uh, we're like hitting it on the head every single time, man. We are crushing this thing. Uh, so this is episode, <laughs> this is episode six. Excuse me. Um, I guess I got to decide. We should decide. Should we do a twenty-minute segment real quick on this episode, or should we do an episode seven that just covers quickly in a twenty, thirty-minute sprint the hires that have happened so far? I'm gonna toss it to you and say, what do you think? I think it's got to be a topic for episode seven. I agree. I agree. That's what great minds think alike. So you guys know where to find us. Episode seven. We're at it again. And we're out. Later. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.